This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This is Juliana McIntosh. And I'm Brad Sutton. And, and this is The, the Art, Art of, of Drinking. Drinking. With Join Jules. And your favorite uncle. This is the best home bartending podcast. Where you learn how to make two drinks. A classic. And a twist. Plus a little backstory on the cocktail. So you have an interesting story to tell when you serve your guests. Your home crafted masterpiece. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to say it again. I absolutely love this cocktail, and I really do mean it. I know I say that every time, but this is a foundational cocktail, and I think Brad and I could go on and on and on and on because this cocktail is a tiki cocktail, the Mai Tai. This cocktail is a foundation to tiki. It is like the drink that every place that serves tiki drinks, serves a Mai Tai. So it's, I think, a little bit advanced for a foundational season Mm -hmm. as this one is. But at the same time, it's like, hey, look, you know, if you're going to learn some foundational cocktails, you know, why not throw a curveball in there and let's try a 201 class instead of a 101 class. And so the Mai Tai it is, and uh, it is, it's one of my favorite tiki drinks. Well, I was just going to say, that's why we had to throw it in. We This is yeah. equally one of our favorite cocktails. And I feel like for those of you who are joining us or just joining us on this journey, just know the Mai Tai, we take very seriously. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. And I'll be curious to see what you've come up with uh, today because I'm, you know, sticking true tradition, which what is tradition with the Mai Tai? And I'm going with Trader Vic's version of the Mai Tai. Yeah. Because everybody knows who Trader Vic is. And if you don't, oh, yeah. well, somebody you know probably does. You're going to find out. <laughs> yeah. But this this drink is like a great balance of sweet and tart. And you've got like some definite funky rum flavors in there, which comes from the Jamaican rum. Like this tastes like vacation, uh, mm-hmm. which is, again, why it's, why it's one of my favorites. And fun fact, similar to what we covered with the daiquiri, it's not a sugary liquid mess and that also doesn't have pineapple juice in the classic recipe. I feel like a lot of people think that there's a lot of juices added to the Mai Tai and that is uh, that is just not true. Yeah, I mean, but again, depends on the version. Yeah, totally. It totally depends. But I feel like Brad, 
The one that you showed me how to make, the one that we always talk about, the one that I always order when they have it done correctly at a bar is the one that uh, is more booze forward than juice forward. I hear you. The Mai Tai is kind of funny because it's it's a little bit like the old fashioned. Uh, everybody seems to have a version. If you like go to Hawaii all the time, you've probably had the Royal Hawaiian Mai Tai. And you're like, well, that's the one that I like. It's because that's the one that was at the Royal Hawaiian. That's what everybody drinks in Hawaii. And, and mm-hmm. so like LA has got a version, you know, and so they're just, they're kind of all over the map. But anyways, let's move on. You know, let's talk about what's in this damn drink. <laughs> yeah, what the hell's in it? Why don't you start? What's in yours? Let's talk about yours this time. Let's let's start with you. What's really? in Really? Okay. Yeah, I want to hear, I want to hear from Jules this time. Let me finish taking my sip. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, my cocktail, you will be happy. It really is taking the traditional Mai Tai recipe that I've come to know, and it's just tweaking it slightly. And Brad, I don't think you'll love this one. And I say that because I'm not using any rum in this. I'm actually using mezcal for this one. (laughs) Holy, come on. (laughs) I know, I know. I really did this without you in mind, and I'm so sorry about that. But all my mezcal lovers out there will love this one, especially if you love like a tiki drink. I think this is a perfect way If you don't love rum or if you want to do something different, this is a way of kind of staying in line, but not straying too far, if that makes sense. Yeah. uh, Do you want me to tell you what's in it? Yeah, hold on. I just got to pick my job off the ground. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Okay. So what you're going to need for this cocktail is mezcal. You'll want orja syrup. You'll want orange curacao. You'll need some limes. For this, I added a little bit of coconut cream. I am in such a coconut place right now. I want coconut Mm. on everything. And I love creamy cocktails. So I added that uh, as to, you know, make it a little different. And then, of course, you'll want ice. You'll need some mint. You'll need your cocktail shaker and a tiki mug. Tiki mug, uh, I mean, I put mine in a coupe because I don't have my tiki mugs with me right now. (laughs) But I'm All just right. going off script here. You know, it's yeah. uh, serve it how you like it. I served mine in a chill coop, but 10 out of 10 would recommend serving this over crushed ice in a tiki mug. That's the right way to do it. Well, hey, look, again, this is home bartending, not bartending at a uh, upscale Polynesian restaurant. So if you want to serve it in a tiki mug or you want to serve it in a coop or you want to serve it in a Dixie cup, that's your call, right? Yeah. Hey, make it how you like it, huh? At least, at least we're telling them where it should go. And I do want to know, right. what's a coconut place like? What's What happens in coconut places? Everything has coconut. Like from coconut water to coconut cream to coconut milk. It's just, I've been putting coconut on, I swear, everything. It's my new creamer for my coffee. I, I don't know. You, wow. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm I not kidding. It. I'm on like a coconut train right now, so. Yeah, seriously. Wow. People are going to be like, okay, whoa, where, what what are we doing? What is the Mai Tai? So, Uncle Brad, what do we need for the classic Mai Tai? Yeah, yeah. So, coming back to reality. Okay, so uh, <laughs> what is in my, <laughs> what's in my Mai Tai? Uh, okay, so you have got lime juice. So, I guess we're talking about mm-hmm. what to go get at the store, right? So, go to the store, get limes. It's about, it's, it is, it's one ounce of lime juice per cocktail. And just know that most limes are about, 
an ounce of juice inside the lime, but you know, just kind of err on the safe side, maybe get, you know, one and a half, you know, so if you're making two Mai Tais, get three limes, right? So. Yeah. Let's be real. Get the Costco bag. You, you might make a, a bunch of these. <laughs> right. Totally. Yeah. While you're in the produce section, uh, go ahead and go get yourself some mint too. Okay. So then you are going to pick up a orja syrup, which you already mm-hmm. uh, tapped on. So by the way, orja See? is spelt... Yeah, I know this was this is a little bit uh, this is a little bit tricky one. Orja is spelled O R G E A T, so it doesn't look like orja, but it sounds like orja. It looks like orgit. Yeah, orgit. So yeah, orja. <laughs> go get some orgit, orja. and uh, then you're gonna want to pick up some sugar while you're at it because you're gonna make some simple syrup here. Mm-hmm. Okay, then you want. Orange liqueur, and you're going to want Jamaican dark rum. And mm-hmm. the reason why we like Jamaican rum here is because Jamaican rum has a specific flavor profile. It's very funky. And you're going to go so pick good. up some Martinique rum agricole. That's R-H-U-M, mm. rum agricole. And we like rum agricole here, especially amber. We're going to get an amber, Martinique amber uh, rum agricole because it's a little bit grassy. And uh, those two flavors are what is in the original. And by the way, the original Trader Vic's version happens to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to want to go get your shaker, of course. You're going to want to get your Hawthorne strainer. And in this case, if you don't have like a quarter ounce, the ability to measure for a quarter ounce of liquid in your jigger, make sure you get like a quarter ounce. And if it's a double size, it's probably going to come in like, you know, a half ounce and three quarter ounce. And I'll have a line for the quarter ounce. But you're going to want to be able to, to measure off at a quarter ounce because we're going to use a quarter ounce here. Mm-hmm. Of course, you're going to want ice and a double rocks glass because we've got a lot of liquid going into this one and you're going to want all that glass to capture it all. Yes, sir. And uh, I said Hawthorne strainer. So yeah, that's what we're going to buy. Boom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bingo. That sounds delicious. That is, I, I, there's nothing like uh, my tie done the right way. And I will tell you, I've had a lot of experiences of, Going to different places and having completely different Mai Tais at each place. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you find a good one, just just stick with it and run with it. And Uncle Brad, I think your recipe is is one of my favorites all time. Sweet, because it's mine too. And I will say, you know what? If you like mezcal, you'll love this one. And if you love a Mai Tai, you'll even love this one even more. So, so you know what? Give it a chance, okay? Give it a chance. All right. Yeah, no, I'll do that. You bet. Okay, Uncle Brad, I am really excited to share how to make this. Ours are similar mm-hmm. yet so completely different. I know you're having many heart palpitations with what comes next with mine, but that's okay because <laughs> I can assure you it's going to taste good. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, I, I, I trust you. I trust you. You know how I am with Mezcal. Again, looking for the perfect Mezcal. If you have a recommendation, send it my way. Well, that's that's where I knew I was going to disappoint you with this one. Not because it didn't taste good, only because you don't love the taste of mezcal. But if you did, this you you would you would you would pick up what I'm putting down. Listen, I hear you clucking big chicken. All right, keep on <laughs> keep on moving. Here we go. What do you got? Let's hear. All right, it. so let me go through how to make mine first. Okay. Okay. So I want to call this the Oaxacan Mai Tai. Okay, so what you're going to want for this is get your cocktail shaker out and your jigger. 
What we're gonna do first is we're gonna start with the inexpensive ingredients first, because if we measure incorrectly or something crazy happens, we don't lose our expensive stuff. Hold on, let's let's stop there for a second. That's a really good tip, what you just said right there, because that is something that uh, we all screw up drinks. And I, I'm sorry, I didn't mm-hmm. mean to just like, hold on. Uh, but it is a good <laughs> tip to call out since you just said it. Like, yeah, so when you are making your drinks, definitely start with the cheaper ingredients first, because when you mm-hmm. put the expensive stuff in, you realize you screwed it up. Oh. It just hurts. It's like yeah. spilling it milk hurts. all over the yeah, table. Yeah, it hurts your wallet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hurts your wallet. All right. So start with your least expensive With that being said, let's start with our fresh lime juice. Three quarters of an ounce right into our cocktail shaker after we've measured it. From there, I'm gonna do a half ounce of Orgeat syrup. I'm then gonna do three quarters of an ounce of orange curacao. One ounce coconut cream, because I love coconut right now. And then two ounces of your favorite mezcal. Now for mezcal, I use Del Maguey mezcal for my cocktails. I think it's a, I think it's like forty dollars. It's it's a pretty good one if you don't want to break the bank on like an eighty dollar sipper. This is a good cocktail. It's called Del Maguey uh, Vita mezcal. So that's the one I recommend. So you have all those ingredients in your cocktail shaker. You're gonna add ice. You're gonna shake that baby. And if you're doing it how I envision this, I envision you get one of those zombie skull tiki mugs Mm -hmm. and you put a bunch of crushed ice in there and we're going to double strain this bad boy into our tiki mug. Once we have our cocktail and our perfect mug, what we're going to do is we're going to take some fresh mint, slap the mint in our hands, place that near where you're going to place the straw. Okay, now that is my take on the Mai Tai. Uncle Brad Walk everyone through how to make it the right way first. <laughs> all right. So, all right, let's 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 go here. So we're doing Trader Vic's version. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you're going to chill that rocks glass and uh, double rocks glass in this case, uh, because we're throwing uh, just a little over four ounces of liquid in this on top of ice. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to want a lot of room for this cocktail. So you've got your... Double rocks glass, uh, chilled. Uh, Hopefully it's in the freezer. If not, it's sitting with a little ice and uh, water and uh, cooling off. And then you're going to take your shaker and you're going to take the big side of that shaker, of course. And you are going to start with a quarter ounce of simple syrup. Mm -hmm. And keeping with the theme right now of adding the cheap ingredients first, we're going to go an ounce of lime juice. Oh, and then we'll do a half ounce of orja, or as some people like to call it, orgeet. So good. And then uh, we're going to do a half ounce of orange liqueur. So orange curacao uh, is probably great because it's from the Caribbean and all the other ingredients are from the Caribbean here. Yeah. And then we're going to add to that an ounce of Jamaican aged rum for the funk and an ounce of the Martinique Rum Agricole. What we're gonna do is we're gonna take our small side of that shaker cup, put a little ice in there, we're gonna put them together and we're gonna shake it. And we're gonna shake and shake and shake and shake and shake. Shake it, baby. We're gonna get that nice and chilled up and aerated and all kind of foamy and happy inside of there. Then you're gonna pop that shaker open, you're gonna take your Hawthorne strainer, which is that strainer with a little springy on it, stick it over Uh the top, Grab your glass out of the freezer, hopefully, or dump your water, ice water out. Pack that thing with ice. 
crushed ice, preferably. And then you're going to pour that uh, little concoction over the ice, add a little more ice on top. If you've got room, you probably don't. And then you're going to add your mint sprig. And bam, there is your Trader Vic's Mai Tai. It's so good. I, I can't wait for people to make this one because I've had it your way, Uncle Brad, and I swear to God, it changed the way I view Mai Tais. It, it was so balanced. We've talked about balance before, but it also gave you that tiki vibe that sometimes you just need in your life. And it's just mm, chef's kiss. Yeah, you know, hey, listen, everybody needs a little tiki in their life, right? Yeah. I love tiki. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, I think we've neglected tiki for too long. So this no, is a, we'll have great a season. way. Yeah. yeah. We're going to yeah, do a season. Yeah, we have to have a tiki, tiki season. Yeah, we're going to do yeah. a tiki season. There's so much tiki yeah. to tell. Oh, man. All right. Long history, too. So, speaking of history, now that we have our cocktails, let's learn a little bit about the Mai Tai, huh? All right. I can do that. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right. Someone said they wanted the story. Yes. Yes. Give it to me, Uncle Brad. I'm ready. Right. I'm ready. All right. Here we go. So here's the deal on the Mai Tai. Like I said earlier, it's kind of like, it's it's like the old fashioned where after a while, everybody had a version mm-hmm. <laughs> of the Mai Tai. Yeah. I see a trend with that, right? Yeah. Like the margarita, we've got multiple claims on the Mai Tai and there's like three or four. So I shouldn't say multiple. I mean, the margarita had like a phone book of claims, but Okay, but Uncle Brad, I feel like the Mai Tai has the most drama out of all of them. Yeah, Mai Tai's got some drama. It's got yeah. some it's got some serious drama. The Mai Tai is is really let's let's talk about the two people behind the drama. Um and these guys are really they're the titans of of Tiki. So mm-hmm. uh, so here we go. All right. Player number one, Ernest Gant. Now, Ernest was born in 1907, and he's originally from Texas. And he used to help his uncle out with bootlegging after high school. Um, He left the States after some time. He traveled to the Caribbean and the South Pacific. 
Mm -hmm. uh, smuggling alcohol back to the States, among other trinkets and treasures. And um, after a while, he changed his name to Don Beach. And Mm. they say that he changed his name to Don Beach to avoid the authorities. And when Prohibition ended in 1933, yes, smart guy. So 1933, you know, back then they didn't have like the Googles, right? Mm -hmm. He opened his restaurant up called Don the Beachcomber. And this was in LA. And this restaurant was inspired by his travels through the South Pacific. And so he decorated it with like bamboo furniture and, you know, thatched roofs and, uh, you know, fish netting hanging from the ceiling and, you know, tiki carvings. And he served uh, Cantonese style food, which was kind of an American invention. And he had this long list of strong tropical rum drinks uh, that was served. And what was cool about this restaurant is you could be inside of it and uh, he put a sprinkler on the roof. And so he turned the sprinkler on and the water would start coming down and it looked like it was raining. And so people Mm -hmm. loved coming to this restaurant because you were kind of like getting away. It felt like a little mini vacation in LA. It became hugely popular with celebrities and became hugely popular uh, with tourists. Mm -hmm. So... You know, this is, you know, again, back in the 30s. And then, you know, war comes, World War II. And Don left to fight in World War II. And General Doolittle, of of all people, (laughs) recognized Don's talents and assigns him the duty of setting up rest stations, tiki bars, uh, for airmen across the Pacific. Yeah, so like those movies you see where they're like drinking, you know, in Hawaiian shirts and stuff and like drinking tiki drinks or tiki bars. Literally, that was Don Beachcomb. And wow. or at that time, probably Ernest Gant. I don't know if he's still, I, I don't know if he was Ernest Gant yeah. in the military or Don. Well, you know what? We're on He was Don Beach. That's who he was. He was Don Beach. Jesus Christ. We just talked about okay. this. All right. Don is uh, setting up tiki bars across the Pacific. And back in the States, his wife, Phoebe, has opened up 16 Don the Beachcomber restaurants while he is away and kind of builds this empire and really sets the foundation, you know, because Diki's gaining popularity. Now you've got this, this empire being built of Don the Beachcombers. And so now tiki drinks are kind of finding their way all over. So war's over. He comes back to the United States. Eh, maybe he did some nefarious things in the war. Maybe stepped out of his marriage. Whatever he did, his wife didn't much care Whoa. for it. She divorces him. And she Oof. says, hey, bud, here's the deal. I'm going to take all them restaurants. And uh, you don't even get to open another restaurant oh. using your own name. Yeah, so... He's forbidden in the divorce to open a beachcombers restaurant in the United States. So what does he do? He moves to Hawaii. Wow, should have had a prenup. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, We want prenup. All right, so he moves to Hawaii and he's like, see ya. Hawaii is not a state yet. I'm going to open up a beachcombers in Hawaii. Boom. So here we go. We've got got the stage set now for for Tiki in the Pacific and across the United States. Mm -hmm. All right, so that's done. Enter Victor Bergeron. Vic enters the chat. (laughs) Yeah, he was born in San Francisco, California, Mm. 1902. And uh, Vic, at the ripe old age of six, lost his leg to tuberculosis of the knee. I didn't know there was such a thing. Yikes. But, I mean, I knew there was tuberculosis. I didn't know you could get in your knee. So anyway, so he loses his leg. 
later in time spun the story that it was lost in a shark attack. And Vic actually used to, you know, so he, you know, his restaurants, you know, when he, after he opened restaurants, he'd take a knife and he'd jab it into his, his wooden leg, you know, kind of to entertain oh. the guests and stuff. So yeah, he's kind of a showman. Funny. So in 1934, Vic takes 800 bucks, you know, and, and kind of gets friends and families to help him open up a restaurant in Oakland, California mm. called the Hinky Dink. And it was a I beer and name. beans parlor. So beer and beans. I'm just going to say right now, I can't imagine a more absurd combination. (laughs) I'm like, you're starting to lose me here. Are we sure this is a true story? (laughs) Who's who's ever heard the five o'clock whistle and go, damn, I could use some beer and beans. Beer and beans. Shit. You know, walking outside, it's a hot day. Ooh, you know, it would feel good right now. Beer and some beans. Oh, boy. (laughs) Vic heard the calling. And yep. uh, he opens up a beer and beans joint called the Hinky Dink. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> this place is, you know, it's it's popular. And Vic decides he's going to go down to L.A. and visit this hot little spot called Beachcombers. And he visits Beachcombers and comes back from L.A. back to Oakland, inspired by Beachcombers. And uh, went back and switched from serving beer and beans to Cantonese food and rum drinks, tropical rum drinks. <laughs> Now, the interesting thing about Vic is that if you didn't have money to buy a drink, you could bring something in for trade mm-hmm. and you could trade something for a, for a drink. And so this is where Trader Vic got his start. Victor Bergeron was Trader Vic. Okay. Mm. So Vic's becomes a very popular spot up in the Bay Area, you know, with the San Francisco and Bay Area elites. Even royalty loved Vicks, you know, because, you know, some investors saw Vicks potential. They're like, hey, man, let, we're going to give you some dough and we're going to open up some Trader Vicks all around the world. And just about, the, you know, obviously, you know, we've got a competitor now to, to Don Beach or the Beachcombers. And even Queen Elizabeth visited uh, Trader Vicks. So That's insane. Yeah, Vicks is a deal, right? Okay. All right. Trader Vic and Don Beach... Beachcomber is, uh, mm-hmm. they're now fierce competitors and the battleground was behind the bar. So both Vic and Don are credited with a ton of tiki drinks, like many mm-hmm. tiki drinks that like the fog cutter, scorpion bowl, all that stuff. That is stuff that was invented by these guys in their restaurants. And one particular drink in question, of course, is the Mai Tai. Now, the Mai Tai, like I said, became insanely popular during the tiki craze and following still World is. War II into late 50s. Yeah, it still is. You know, it kind of it, it, it hit the skids in the 70s, okay. but it, it picked back <laughs> up in the 90s. Again, thank you, Disney. So anyway, so there's many versions out there. And, you know, these versions, like Vic kept his uh, recipe close to the vest. And so people were trying to recreate these different versions of the Mai Tai. All right. So one innovative company said, hey, I recognize an opportunity here. They decided they're going to bottle the Mai Tai and start distributing bottled Mai Tais. And this was the Sunvac Corp. And to, you know, bolster sales, they licensed Don Beachcomber's name and said, we have got the originator of the Mai Tai's recipe here, Don Beachcomber. Well, Vic took exception to that. He's like, you know, BS, he didn't invent the Mai Tai. I invented the Mai Tai. And he takes 
Beachcomber and Sunback Corp uh, to court. Drama. See? Drama. <laughs> Drama. Here we go. And so, you know, in Vic's corner was the fact that, you know, he said, hey, look, one night we were all around the bar and mixing drinks and I was trying to make a great cocktail for some Tahitian friends of mine. And when we presented that to them, they said, Mai Tai, which in Tahitian means the best. It's an expression. It's a common expression. Mm. And when um, the court heard this, they're like, okay, well, you know, what's, what's your story? Don's like, well, dude, my recipe goes all the way back to 1933, but he didn't really have any evidence right. of having a drink called the Mai Tai all the way back then. Yeah, picks or it didn't happen, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know, prove it, put it in print. Well, right. the Mai Tai... My tie was not on any of, of Don's menus before like the 1950s or 60s. And so he mm. did have a drink called the Mai Tai Swizzle, but that okay. wasn't anything like the Mai Tai that Vic had created. And so they said, hey, this doesn't hold water. You lose. And Vic mm-hmm. wins this, this court case. Poor guy. Beachcomber really just kind of got it handed to him. His wife, the lawsuit. Uh, yeah. Kind of feel bad. The world's just <laughs> kicking him around. But yeah. the fact of the matter is, it's like, you know, he's getting money here from the Sunback Corp and somebody steps in and says, uh, yeah, no, it's not right. You know, and so yeah. he's protecting his interests. And honestly, the Mai Tai Swizzle tastes nothing like the Mai Tai. Right. And so he wasn't, like Vic wasn't wrong. Like, that's not the drink, you know, and the court wasn't right. wrong. It's like, that's not even the same drink. But mm-hmm. it was later discovered that the QB Cooler, which is a Don the Beachcombers recipe, tastes a lot like the recipe that wow. uh, that Vic came out with. The calling the thickens. Mai Tai. So, yeah, so Vic could have gotten the taste and said, I'm going to recreate this and call right. it something else. A popular expression being Mai Tai. Don mm-hmm. the Beachcomber obviously like named a drink the Mai Tai Swizzle. Again, Mai Tai being a popular expression. Right. So who knows really which inventor it was? And the ir- irony here is, is that Vic may have won the, the the court battle, but it could be Don Beach's, you know, recipe for the QB cooler that everybody was like tasting. Right. <laughs> and so it's just that he just accused him of stealing the wrong drink. So that is the drama behind the Mai Tai. Yeah. I wonder if you yeah. asked them today. They would probably say that they were the ones who still like created it. I, I feel like it's just denied, denied, denied at this point. Beachcomber's ex-wife, even or Beach's ex-wife, said, "Hey, look, you know, he definitely invented this drink, but even she, like, you know, her evidence was flimsy, and it's, mm. it's. I, I honestly, I kind of feel like maybe you, you know, died on the wrong hill. You should have died on the right. hill for the QB cooler. <laughs> maybe, right? Maybe tasted the drink and be like, wait a minute, that's, that's this is the QB cooler." And that yeah. happened to be on the menu when uh, when Vic was in the restaurant. Because Vic, no doubt, got his ideas from Don the Beachcombers. And right. that's, you know, Trader Vic's really kind of owes, I think, a little credit to Don the Beachcombers. And let's be real. So. He crushed it. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. And, you know, and by the way, Beachcomber, he went to Hawaii and really kind of lived happily ever after in, in his yeah. like If you see pictures of, of Don Beach in Hawaii and his lifestyle, yeah. Good to be, be done, good. you know? Good to Don't be done. Don't feel too bad for the, these uh, fellows. They're fine. <laughs> yeah. You know, he could win a foot race, right? So, mm. sorry. It was, True. <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. You can really put it to him. 
<laughs> wow. Yeah. I, I love that story. <laughs> There's just so much drama. I love drama. So that is just, uh, love it. Yep. But I always ask you this. I feel like, who do you think created it first? After having read over the story in the different pieces of evidence and the different stories that tell the story, I really think that both of them created a drink called the Mai Tai. Mm-hmm. I think Vic literally got, you know, had maybe tried, maybe even tried the QB cooler and was like, wow, that's really delicious. Yeah. I'm going to try to recreate this. They don't use the same ingredients, but they taste very similarly. And so, and that's kind of just how it goes, right? Like that, that can happen for yeah. these drinks. It's like, okay, these kind of taste the same, but they're not the same. Yeah. Tough to tell. Tough to tell. God, good story though. I yeah. love that. I love that story, the history of that cocktail. It's a great one. Yeah. Yeah. Before we end this episode, uh, which was a dramatic Kardashian-filled episode when it comes to cocktails, we did want to <laughs> leave you guys with a tip. And I think that this is an important tip because for both of our cocktails, we garnish with mint. And I think a good tip is Correct. how to garnish with mint because there is a right way to do yeah. it. And Uncle Brad, I will let you teach the class. Yeah, this is a, this is a quick tip and one that uh, if you don't do this, you're gonna do it. And you're like, oh wow, that yeah. Really makes a once you hear the tip, you'll you'll always do it this way. So when you take your mint, um, really any any time you're using mint, but especially in this case where you're going to use it as a garnish, mm-hmm. you take that sprig of mint. You know, get a nice chunk of leaves off the top there. You know, good full full garnish. You cup that sprig in one hand and you bring your hand down on the other like a clap and you kind of mm-hmm. you spank the <laughs> spank the mint spank it and it what it does is it releases the aromas inside the mint and so when you place that mint in your glass and you lift the glass up to your nose you take in a deep breath you're getting that nice minty smell as you consume your beverage yeah. and that is what you do with a mint And I will tell you, my little addition to this tip is when you're serving a drink uh, that is garnished with mint, but also has a straw, to position the mint near your straw. Because when you sip the drink, which starts with the straw, the mint's right there, you're going to inhale that smell. Hopefully. And it'll totally change the way that cocktail tastes. So, slap the mint. (laughs) Slap the mint. There you go. What a great cocktail. I love this cocktail. And if you make this cocktail at home, you know, tag us, show us. We want to see your Mai Tai. If if it's any cocktail, it's this one. We love it so much. Yeah. And hey, you know what? I got a special mission for people who are out there who grow mint. If you can tell me how to grow mint so it doesn't come out like little baby leaves and looks like a, some type of weed in a, in a pot, I seriously, you'll be my hero. I cannot grow the big, juicy leaves of mint. It drives me insane. I always have to go buy my mint. I want to grow good mint. I know. Well, I, I, there's got to be a secret. Someone send us an email. Please. <laughs> God, help me. Help us. But uh, we'll help you first right. uh, with our recipes. So there you go. Yeah. The Mai Tai. Well, there you have it. Cheers, Uncle Brad. Cheers, Jules, and thank you, everyone, for listening to the show. 
Don't worry, we will have the photos and recipes for today's cocktails on the website, joinjewels.com. And if you got questions or comments for us, hit us up on the Insta at The Art of Drinking Podcast. And of course, find Jewels at Join Jewels or Cigars and Vino, that's me, also on the Insta. And hey, subscribe to my cocktail club on Facebook. All you'll need to do is search Join Jewels Cocktail Club and there you'll see what other cocktail enthusiasts are shaking up. This is a Red Rock Music Podcast. Don't forget, subscribe, like, and review The Art of Drinking with Join Jewels and your favorite uncle wherever you get your podcasts.